Hello, mother funkers. Hello, you muddy funsters. Shirley, what's going on? What juicy goss have you got for me? Juicy goss, eh? Let's talk about your show, I... shall we? Oh, my, um, gosh. I saw it last night. I saw and? the first episode, um, The Holy Land and Us, our untold stories. Yeah. Um, listeners, just, just to give you a bit of background, I took part in a documentary uh, for the BBC Two where they flew me out to the motherland, back to Palestine. Some of you may call it Israel. Um, yeah, and I saw the first episode last night because when it aired last week, I was actually at the press night of Guys and Dolls. I think I prefer Guys and Dolls, oh, if I'm okay. honest. Yeah. It's a hard watch. Is it's it? Just, just it's just icky on both both sides. Just it's just unpleasant. Um, will I someone like me who knows a little but not too much? Will I learn a lot? You'll look what they're trying to sort of they're trying not to be political, so it's human stories. But but you know to give context, they do give some factual sort of um, you know history to back up. Okay. The claims, but they, it's trying not to be a, a historical program or a political program. It's tra- it's just basically looking at human stories on both sides of why how people were affected by the events of 1948 when the uh, uh, state of Israel was created. But there hardly isn't is not a pleasant story on either side. Okay. It's you know the Palestinians haven't got pleasant stories because they lost their land, and the Jews haven't got pleasant stories because of uh, the reasons why they ended up coming and taking someone else's land. I mean, you know, it's just it just leaves you. It leaves me because um, I feel very close to the whole thing, very uncomfortable. And I said to my winning partner, who was actually was actually passed out, "Why is someone knocking at my door? Where Why now?" Door. Yeah, excuse me, because it could be my Mother's Day mug. Hang on, guys. Do you know when I'm at Shirley's house and the doorbell goes, she launches into absolute panic. Shut up. Who's that? Keep quiet. There's always some huge unnecessary delivery, you know, that's been organised by her willing partner. And then she's like, oh, look, that's nice, isn't it? That was organised for me. So, you know, it's it always turns out good in the end, but she just, she can't bear anyone just rapping on her door. Hello, sorry about that. No, it's all right. I was just telling people what it's like when the door goes at yours and how you launch into panic, but that's fine. Um, I hate it. I just absolutely hate it. Don't wake the baby. Sometimes there's not even a baby sleeping, but it's so, I'm so conditioned to yeah, sort of squeal really at any yeah, sort of... Um, sort of, I think you need to talk to someone about that. Um, but anyway, so how long is the show? I felt it went on for more than an hour. Okay, fine. And I wondered, uh, yes, I said to my willing partner who had passed out because it was too late for her. I said, is it interesting? You know, she woke up at bits. But is it interesting for someone who's not involved, is not involved with either side? She says, no, it definitely is because it's one of those subjects that we just hear about all the time, but we don't really know a great deal about. So it is interesting. So, okay, yeah. great. Well, listen, you're in next week's show. Uh, tomorrow. I am. Tuesday, is that right? Tuesday. And it did get five stars from The Guardian. Um I don't know whether my uh, various jumpsuits will get five stars, but let's see. And you were featured I in the Radio Times. That. Those ankles made it into the Radio Times, and that's the main thing. Oh, they did. I must buy a copy. I just have no memory these days. I must get a hard copy. Yeah. Okay. And my brother goes, worthy of a frame, that sis. I've just been to the Science Museum. Wow. Okay. Any good? Yeah. Can I just say it is it is I've been loads of times before, but I've never gone to the um extra exhibition at, at top at the top, you know, the wonder the wonder lab, because you've got to pay. I think maybe that's the reason I haven't gone up. I don't know. Is it worth but the anyway, money? Oh my gosh, completely like 
a trip to the science museum is completely futile unless you go to the wonder lab okay. especially if you've got children because all it is essentially and it's not isn't it expensive for the whole family it's like 20 quid or something not busy and, and it's a saturday and it's all interactive so in terms of like having something for the children to do they're either shooting up on gravity chairs going down friction slides Great. working with magnets there's all these uh demonstrations with them um, scientists i mean my son would have stayed there all day and i had no idea this was going on upstairs it really really is worth it if you go to Great. science museum that's good to know because easter holidays is coming up and um, i am looking for things to do I just took my son to the cinema to see Brave. It was the first time he's been to the cinema. Um, he found it a bit scary. You know, Brave, I don't know if it's the 2012 Disney film about that sort of young, bright redhead girl warrior discovers um, the real meaning of bravery when she tries to deceive her family and it backfires. Anyway, it's very Scottish. I mean, it's so Scottish. First of all, just because, you know, it's Billy Connolly that does the voice of the father. And I think it's Kelly MacDonald that does the voice of the girl. I thought, first of all, is he going to be able to understand what's going on? Because they are just so Scottish. But listen, it was fun. He found it a bit scary. There were too many bears in it that he found scary. But it was a nice experience. He was very excited about the um, ice cream, tubs of ice cream, overpriced tubs of ice cream. He was also very excited about the chair numbering. He doesn't like to sit in odd numbers. He only likes even numbers. And he was obsessed about getting finding chair number 20. But anyway, so it was our first experience. And it was, you know, it's a bargain in the afternoon. It's a way to, you know, it's a date. Pass the hours, isn't it? Oh, I love it. I absolutely love it. If I get to go with my son, it's just the best. Because he's so involved. He doesn't, you know, he sort of stays in silence, staring at the screen for two hours, which means I can get some kip. Yeah. We went recently to see um, Puss in Boots, Puss in Boots played by Antonio Banderas. Um, really, really stellar, stellar. I think Salma Hayek is in it, Florence Pugh um, doing the voices. And one thing that struck me, because I was in and out of a very deep reverie, I was loving it, going in and out of consciousness, is Puss in Boots has a sort of kitty, uh, a female, you know, love interest. And instead of the you know, the, the the olden day way of sort of portraying a woman, you know, giving her a big old boobs and a tight waist because cats don't actually have that. She just had the, exactly the same figure as Puss in Boots, but with a female voice. So the the cats were, were exactly the same animation in size. And I was really thrown by it. It was so androgynous, both of them, but she just had a female voice. Did and I thought, she, did well, she do course. nothing for you, Shelley? Well, like, she was no Jessica Rabbit. She was no Jessica Rabbit, but this <laughs> no. is what we've been so used to. And I, I found it absolutely fascinating. I said, of course, cats don't go around with huge jugs and like, you know, tiny waist and big, huge assholes. They just don't. This is how a cat looks. And if cats were to go for one another, they just look like two cats. You wouldn't be able really to tell their gender. I thought that was so interesting. I said, yes, this is progress. This is progress. And I am a dinosaur because I missed I did. I, I I I miss Jessica Rabbit. But um no, it's good, it's great. But I just found that fascinating. Very funny. That was my takeaway. So Shelley and I had a show on Thursday night, which was fun. It was fine. It was slightly disrupted by the fact that we were 27 down due to the train strikes, but it's fine, you know. People who lived in zones one to three came and they really enjoyed it. But the point of this story is this. First time I drunk for a week, so I had a couple of drinks. In fact, I think I probably was the last person in, in the whole bar. This is after the show, guys. This is after, this the, is show. after the show. And on Friday morning, which is the day after the show, my next door neighbour, but one, was rapping on the door like this. Open up, open up. 
And my husband, uh, you would have gone into absolute panic, but my husband said, who is that? I said, it just must be our next neighbour one because he does have that sort of dig, 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 dig. I know his rhythms. I know that the rhythm, Persian I know the is not. Yeah, he is. He's Persian and he's very nice. Anyway, it went on and on and on, but it's really early in the morning. We're trying to get the suns. I was slightly hungover, as I said, because I had a drink the night before. And this guy said, and we opened up and the neighbour said, yeah, this guy's sleeping in your car. My husband said nothing. <laughs> Is he sleeping in your car? What are you going to do about it? And my husband said nothing. I thought, yeah, I knew this would come back to bite us on the bum. Basically, we have a car outside that doesn't lock. It, the central locking system has gone. It went in the summer and I've never got it sorted properly because it's just too much of a bore to get it sorted. Anyway, all the neighbours were out on the street and they were absolutely dumbfounded as to why we didn't lock the car. This guy was he had a crutch and he's going, no, 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 I just, I didn't want to take the buggy. I wasn't going to take the buggy. I just, I'm giving you back the buggy. Someone else was trying to take the buggy. And we thought, this is so hang on a minute. Was he lie. kipping or stealing? He had been kipping apparently, but he was trying to steal the buggy. But, you know, bless him. He didn't even know how to, as, as we, as I just feel so sorry for him. Exactly. I know I shouldn't, he didn't know just feel such to, pity um, for him. the buggy. Why would he? How did he collapse? What business has he got the... with the buggy? I know, the yo-yo, the yo-yo zen. Who knows how to collapse that? You need to you need to watch a YouTube vid. It takes eight hours, years of practice. Anyway, so my the next one over said, "Are you gonna knock his block off?" <laughs> to which my husband replied, "Well, no. I mean, he's obviously in a bad way. Should we? It's fine. Sorry, we shouldn't have left the car. Yeah, it's fine. Okay. Well, please don't come back. And we really are quite attached to our buggy. So perhaps you can leave it next time." And I just thought this is hilarious. This is the most middle class response to anything ever. Later on that day, the Persian neighbor came over and said, you must lock your buggy. Don't worry, I've got cameras. Why don't you move your car next to work? Anyway, I have to say, we are not in the neighbor's good books because they cannot believe that we are inviting <laughs> inviting crime onto our road. But I have to say, yes, we felt sorry for this guy. We thought he's obviously desperate. What's he going to get for it? 50 quid up the road? But no, my husband said, please don't. If you could just, thanks so much. Goodbye. I, you know, quite nice that your Hyundai gave, gave him shelter. I mean, it's constantly letting you down on the road, breaking <laughs> down every which way, but it gave someone shelter for a night. Absolutely. And I thought to myself, thank you, Hyundai. And there's nothing in there but sort of a feathered a feathered paintings and broken snacks. I thought, yeah, enjoy yourself while you can. So anyway, I'm going to spend the rest of the afternoon clearing that Gosh, they're dire times we're living in. Dire times. <laughs> Mother's Day tomorrow, and I'm going to take a bit of a detour here. But do you remember that um, sheepskin I lent you f- when you played uh, Jean-, Jean the Baptiste? That I ripped, that I ripped like Hulk Hogan. I went into it. I literally yeah. slipped my arms in. Sort of shredded it, it, almost shredded sh- it. Yeah, the seams shred the arm. came apart. Yeah, so this particular sheepskin belongs to my um, willing partner's dear late grandmama. And um, so it's, a, it's it's got sentimental value. But anyway, fine. The arm was dishevelled and shredded after Jean de Baptiste put her very long, performed and put her very long arm into it. So anyway, I take it to, I wanted to take it somewhere to get it fixed because it's it's an heirloom of sorts. I found a a tailor because there's no point taking it to a dry cleaner. They're not going to do, they they wouldn't know what to do with that mess. Took it to a tailor and it's a really uh, nice tailor. It's run by a West Indian, well, there's the sort of two elderly West Indian men and West Indian lady, I believe they're possibly in a throuple. Anyway, I speak at length to one of the guys and we talk about the coat in length, about the different things he can do and the different price brackets. You don't even want to know, Shells. And we come to an arrangement. I go to pick it up. I see the same guy and I go, hey, you know, we we, we spoke for about an hour. Hey, oh, and he, he, he looks at me 
completely dumbfounded. And I said, hi. Um, he says nothing. I said, I- I'm here to pick the uh, coat up. Again, he goes, okay. And I said, right. And then I saw it on the rack. He's not doing anything. So I go and pick it up. And then I say to him, I said, well, I'm glad I'm so memorable. And he said, I'm sorry. I said, I'm I'm glad I'm so memorable. You don't seem to know who I am. And he said, I'm really, really sorry, ma'am, but I don't have facial recognition. He says, I've never had facial recognition. So I don't know. I don't recognize your face. I don't know who you are. I said, are you serious? He said, yep, I've had it my whole life. And it's a problem being in the service industry. And anyway, whatever he goes on, he said he's been married to his wife for 50 years and he doesn't recognize her face. So he sat there sometimes. I'm sure he recognizes her dulcet tones, though. Well, no, he. Yeah. So he can recognize her voice, but he won't recognize her face. And he looks at her sometimes. He goes, sometimes I look at my wife and you have to imagine the lilting Jamaican accent. He's such a lovely guy. I look at her face and I say to her, my darling, how did you get so beautiful? You are beautiful. 50 years of that she's been hearing. I just thought it was the most bizarre thing I've ever heard. No facial recognition. He says, so what I'll have to do is if I see you a few times, I can recognize hairdos. The same hairdo I'll recognize. He didn't seem to mention the voice. The nest. I recognize your Um, nest anywhere. Well, quite. Uh, But he didn't have a clue who I was. And I don't usually get, okay, we spoke for a long time. I just, anyway, it's just stuck with me. What stuck with me is the fact that he thinks his wife it's so beautiful after 50 years. And That's it's a lovely. surprise. He goes every day her face is a surprise. That is really nice. That's great. Um, did you manage to get back the coat? I have. So I'm going to present it to um, my winning partner for Mother's Day. I was wondering it where cost this cost me a small okay. fortune. And I actually spoke to her mother, who's uh, the coat actually belongs to her mother. And I said, do you think I should spend this amount of money on to get it fixed? She said, not really. And I said, I just can't bear to get rid of it. It's, you know, one day, who knows, our daughter might wear it. So or anyway, I just... Son. Possibly my son. Yeah. No, you're quite right. Um, anyway, so I, I I I made the investment, and you know I don't think she's going to be particularly chuffed because it was always in the cupboard, and now it's just, you know, I don't know. Yeah. I've not done too well. Oh, but there's the mug that's just turned up with the kids' faces on, which she that's will enough. Be She'll love that. With. That's enough. Are you tempted to have another child to take advantage of the free thirty-hour childcare? for the over nine month olds um in 2025 because i am actually are you serious but it's a wind up you hear it and you're great yeah that'll that'll sort us out next year that'll sort us out as of the summer there'll be a boom Doesn't kick in yeah i know there will a be a boom though won't really... there of course there will 2025 yeah people go no no not now not now hold off hold off yeah it makes a massive difference there, there was, I was reading in some paper, I'm just not good with all, you know, fiscal statistics, but actually, depending on how much you earn, it can actually make you worse off at the end of the year because they take X amount of tax if you claim these hours. And I just thought, I looked at it and thought, oh, gosh, there's always sneaky ways with those there Tories are sneaky and how they, ways, get, but for how most they get the money back. They will benefit. For most people who are on below average wage, they will benefit. That's well, that's great. That's exactly who it should be helping. So, exactly. um, yeah, sadly not applicable for many reasons. Yeah, I know. Gutted. But listen, I'd be chuffed if you had another. I would not follow suit this time, but I'd like you to get your girl. Oh, I'd get another boy. Do you talk about ecstatic dancing? It's a huge thing now. Do you know about it? I'm. It's very, very your friends, actually. Not all of them, but a certain type Ecstatic of Ecstatic dancing. Yeah, it's movement meditation. And it, there's been a huge boom of it after the pandemic. 
it's boosts confidence enhances creativity and decreases stress and people are doing it. it started in bali now they're doing it in berlin and it explores five rhythms and it's like flowing staccato chaos lyrical stillness and it's that sort of dancing that your friends did in the 90s it's that and it's taking off all over and people are really enjoying it people are doing it out in the fields they're doing it obviously in classes but people are literally taking to it like a duck to water because not only do you get to dance for an hour but you know it's very good exercise so I oh no I love the sound of this I love it I'm looking maybe into this it. is what I need yeah I think I really want to do something fun like a class I meant to be doing Pilates to strengthen my course. Nothing fun about back. Pilates. There's nothing fun or sexy about Pilates. I'd really love to do dancing, you know, like a proper dance. You know, I sometimes watch these people at their, um, like, not actually, but Pineapple Studios. And I think, gosh, that, and they all look like they're having an absolute blast. And I think, yeah, how fun to come together once a week out of the rain, you know, and just dance. But the thing is, you have and, to be yeah. quite a good quality. You have your level of dancing needs to be pretty good, doesn't it? But I would love to find something like that. I think it does keep you young and it really does just go right. The endorphin levels shoot up. You just exercise, good times, camaraderie. Oh, what's the what's the con? I'm sure around your area there must be something. How about those morning raves that your friend used to lead? 6am on Old Street. Well, she, yeah, she used to, she found her husband there. Um, she found her husband at a morning rave. Yeah, she didn't, yeah, she used to attend them. They're pretty, yeah, I've never been to one. I, but you know me, I'm not a morning person, nor are my children, actually. But I have, you know, I just, it would be really nice to find something like that, I think, for the summer. So we should look into it. Oh, count me in. Did you hear about those two Brits who um, ran away from their £2,000 bar bill in Spain? No. Do we know them? They went, they went, they sounds no. Well, it could be, right? But they just went in and they were just like getting the getting the drinks yeah, and shouting I mean, from the top yeah, of their I mean. sh- shouting at the top of their dulcets, you know, we're millionaires, we're millionaires. They're actually Liverpudlian, but anyway, millionaires sounds more fun. And yeah, they um the, the reason they kept on giving them drinks was because they did actually initially settle a thousand pound bill and then when it got to when the next bill was two thousand pounds plus, they did a runner. Uh, they haven't caught since. Um, but, you know, just buying all the 90 uh, glasses of champagne were included in the bill. And it reminded me of, well, it reminded me of a couple of things when we um, did something similar. <laughs> Do you remember when we went to um, the Hotel Man- the Mandarin Oriental when we were younger, the two of us, and we didn't have any money. We just had a travel card and we rocked up to the, we just, I just, I called you up and said, you wanted a night out and you were really sad because, you know, you didn't have any money. I said, listen, just get your, be- get, get your, your best drag, get, get your best drag on, get your glad rags on. Yeah. And this card. is where we met the Follow Roman. Me. He was an absolute Follow Roman. me. And this is what he did. Yeah. The hustlers got hustled. We went to the Mandarin Orient. So I said, this is what you do. You just go up to the bar. Don't worry. Someone's going to come up to us real soon. And true that you order a drink. Uh, someone will come up and say, hello, ladies. And then they will say, would you like a drink? And then you say, of course, I will. And you just sort of automatically assume that your bill will be transferred to theirs. Anyway, we met this guy and he starts uh, buying us drinks and introducing us to his friends. You know, you must get uh, Joanne Pascal. You must meet, um, you know, Pukin Sebastian, Pukin Sebastian, Joanna Pascal. And anyway, and then we're meeting oh, so-and-so and so-and-so. And, 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 and our table's getting bigger and bigger and the drinks keep flowing. And then the bill comes and the man is nowhere to be seen. Gone. 
and the staff are asking excuse me where where's the man and we said we don't know who's he who's he with and we said well he's with I think he's Pookie and Sebastian's friends and Pookie and Sebastian look at us and they go we don't know him we thought he was with you and then the other guys go we don't know him we thought he was with them anyway what a hustler he just goes Very introducing funny. people ordering all the drinks and then he disappears and then we shortly, after we just sort of look at, looked around, we think all we have on us is a travel card and a piece of gum. What are we going to do? We, we we ran. We ran. It reminded me, I read this story, those I two blokes, remember. they're in their 50s. I do remember yeah. very clearly. Yeah, but it's like sort hustled. of weird places where, yeah, it's a lot of, yeah, it's a lot of young women and much, much older blokes. It was quite a sleazy atmosphere. You know, oh, it's super, super sleazy. And you couldn't and leave your drink unattended, that. and you also all you had to, yeah, you had to cover your, you had to cover your back. There's a lot of hands on bums. I remember just reaching, a lot of reach. Uh, Everyone was reaching. Listen, night, night I think we had to pretend to be together a lot of the time, which only just, only just got them, you know, more excited. No, they were. It was, it was a decadent time. <laughs> it was decadent times, but we did not go home after that. Ladies and gents, we went on. We didn't put our hands in our pockets, and we saw him in the in the next barn. He was still buying everyone drinks. Yeah, you're right. We did see him, didn't he? Ran. He dashed. (laughs) What a joker! So I'm making sandwiches for the church. I don't know whether to go for ham, egg mayo, or cucumber. What would you go for if you had to? Twenty four of each. Bloody hell! You know I can't tolerate egg mayo. I think it's. I just don't know why it comes out. I I think it it can be made. No, no, no. But listen, in Holland, they do egg mayonnaise so nicely that I follow the same tradition. It's the way you do it. I mean, but the idea to know that like a bakery, but it can be done really nicely. If I went to someone's house and they did a sort of egg something, I wouldn't mind, but not. Not knowing when it was made, how long it's been out, just no way. But that's just me. Um, so what are the options? Egg mayo, cucumber. Ham or cucumber. Cucumber, Bloody I think you'd me. go for, wouldn't you? No, I just wouldn't just I don't mind a cucumber sandwich, but really just like and then so I, I can only have one choice. I can't have why can't well, you do all unless three? you want to make I mean, how many do you want to make? Twenty four. You can't parties. just have a whole tray of cucumber sandwiches. It's just like and then where's the meat? Where's the egg? Some, someone's I, doing the ham. Uh, different people are doing different. Oh, so uh, which would you choose? Oh, yeah, yes. the cucumber. Okay. Easy, just buy yeah, cucumber. Make well, your I've life simple. Said ham. I've said ham or egg mayo. Actually, I don't know why. Because I just think I want to do a really good job of it. Anyway, never mind. Good luck talking to you about your that. Your son has got a place. Don't you worry. <laughs> winner, winner. Oh What's yours? I have to say that being asked to the Guys and Dolls press night was a real winner winner because not only did I get uh, the tickets I mean that my seat was apparently 150 obviously it's press night so it's free but the the, the, the tickets are not cheap I thought they were a bit cheaper than that no they're so never not theater tickets are not up, cheap yeah if you stand up it's even go see Shirley and Shirley because you're an arm and a leg these days oh yeah plus booking fee um so if you stand up in Mercer it's 40 quid anyway my point is I get the ticket um my date takes me for dinner he buys me champagne in the interval and then he gets me a cab home. And I didn't even need to put out. That is my idea. That is really tough. I hope you thanked him. Oh, shit. I will. I will. It's oh, all my things horrible, to do. Of course horrible, I did. Of course I did. Um, my winner winner is the fact that I'm going on a date night this evening. Oh, lovely. My husband and I don't see each other. So we're going to our favourite place in Chelsea. Um, but I could only get a table at 6.15. It's pure old people's home. I mean, 6.15. I rang up yesterday and said, listen, we don't mind having a, a long a long cocktail at 6.15, but will you boot us out at 8.15? No, it should be fine. 
I said, so you're not going to kick us out? No, maybe 9.30, 10 o'clock. I said, that's okay. 10 o'clock, 9.30, 10 o'clock. Yeah, 10 o'clock, 9.45. 10 o'clock's fine. Okay, 10 o'clock. And then she starts laughing, hung up. Then you but don't yeah. need to sit at the, take the table at 6.15, do you? Yeah, you do. <clears throat> anyway, it doesn't matter. I'm excited also because I've got two lovely babysitters, one of which actually did the slides for our show at the Zadell this week, and now she's babysitting. And I said, I'm really sorry, but you may have to bathe them. And they was, she said, oh, we love bathing them. She's with another woman. Oh, we just absolutely love bathing. I thought, so sweet. Okay, and then you'll have to put them to bed, which could take up to two hours. Yeah, that's fine. Don't worry about it. Oh, that's so sweet. So we get to see them. They're not going to be a sale. I thought, gosh, well done. This is I lovely. I, I've really hit the jackpot wow. here with you two. So Fantastic. I'm excited because actually if I can walk out the house at 5.45, as it were, that's lovely, isn't it? That's, that's a proper night out. That's that a weekend. A nice that's as good as a weekend away. Oh, exactly. So that is definitely my winner winner. Dead duck, Shirley, do you want to give me yours? Dead duck. Oh, I just, oh, I, oh, let me just read what I've put here. I feel as though I'm on a conveyor belt of monotony, looking forward to something taking me by surprise, is what I wrote. I'm sure something will take you by surprise. It's Mother's yeah, Day. I am. I, I, I need something to take me by surprise. I'm not talking about a mug with kids' face on. I'm not really into those. Willing partner loves them. No, I just want something to sort of really, really surprise. I tell you me. what you need. You need to go away. That's what you need. The only thing that really gets that, you excited not, yeah. is being away, preferably sans enfant. You need to go away. You know, and like, preferably listen, out of the really UK happening. as well. Just stop it. You know, with your weekend breaks in the country. Just go somewhere, get on a plane, for goodness sake. I'll talk to your partner about that. Um, my deduct, uh, I suppose, is that my small spud of a child who I adore is lovely, but wants to be picked up. And as a result, I've got back issues. But listen, I'm very much looking forward to watching The Holy Land and Me, Shirley. I haven't watched episode one because I want to do it. In fact, I said I'd watch it with my four-year-old because he's desperate to see you, but I keep explaining that you're not in the first one. Do you think it's quite a good age for him to sort of um, get to grips Learn with about the, the Israel politics of Palestine? Yeah. I think it's perfect. For, yeah. I think four is exactly the sort of age you need to The other day, when I got back from South Africa, my husband went out because he goes out to the theatre three times a week and he came down, my son, and said, I just want to watch TV with you because you've been away. And I thought, okay, let's watch something together. So we ended up watching Doug Leash because our friend Bertie Carvel's in it. And he said, why is Bertie on TV and why is there so much blood? And I thought, this is a really inappropriate thing for a four-year-old to watch, but it's fine. He seemed to deal with it okay. But three days later, it backfired. Why was there so much blood in the church? Why was that person lying on the floor? Why was there an ambulance? And what was Bertie doing? He had very smart hair. Anyway, so, yeah, I thought it was all right at the time, but no, it backfired yeah, and now he can't sleep. Anyway, Shirley, Mother happy Mother's Day to you. Happy Mother's Day to you tomorrow. Um, we're tuning in to Tune Out and um, we shall be back very, very soon. And hopefully, guys, we will have some more dates for you. Some more, if you missed our gig last week, you're obviously going to be gutted. Don't worry. We've got some more gigs on the horizon. Yeah? Yeah. All in W1. A, keep a keen eye out. Yeah. Okay. Have fun, guys. Thanks so much for tuning now in. For to now. Ciao. You've been listening to Motherfunk with Shirley and Shirley, otherwise known as Joanna Carolan and Pascal Wilson. Produced by Mabel Productions. Tune in and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Oh,